Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Golf Filter Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam Fonseca, editor-in-chief over at golfunfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at golfunfiltered. You can send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. We've also got a Facebook fan page, Instagram, and a few other things. So uh, today on the show, we're very excited to have Mr. Bill Halawati uh, from Mira Golf. He is the executive vice president of product strategies over there. Uh, and as listeners and readers of my site know, I have been playing uh, the Mira Golf clubs for a few weeks now and have to say these are the best clubs uh money could buy absolutely hands down people were telling me about him about them prior to me even hitting them saying hey you're gonna love these clubs you're gonna replace anything that you have in your bag i didn't believe them at first because hey how good could they be why was i wrong these these are amazing irons uh and just uh, golf products in general and so you're gonna hear a lot about the story uh of mira from uh bill here in a little bit Uh, Before we get to that, what you guys could do, my loyal listeners, to really help me out uh, is if you can go out and rate us five stars and uh, leave us a comment on uh, iTunes or if you listen to us on Google Play or wherever you listen to this podcast, that would be very, very much appreciated. Uh, It's going to help us out a lot with not only getting the content out to a larger number of people, but also to help us out uh, in the search results on iTunes and other podcast podcasts. arenas so uh with that go out and do that we're very much appreciated now we're going to talk to mr bill halawati from mira golf sit back strap it in let's go well we're waiting Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned in the introduction, we are joined today by Mr. Bill Halawati from uh, Mira Golf. Bill, how are you today? Adam, I'm absolutely fantastic, so pleasure to be with you today. It's a pleasure to speak with you, sir, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, Bill is the Executive Vice President of Product Strategies over at Mira Golf. Bill, it's probably a dream job that I would probably point to is to work for your company. I just have to say that right off the bat, so I'm very envious of your position. Oh well, listen. I I am uh, thankful every day that uh, that I get up that I'm able to come in and uh, work for, ultimately work for a family because uh, you know there is a Mr. Mura and there are his two sons involved in the business. But uh, on a larger scale, be able to communicate and build the brand of what we believe is the best Forge Golf Club uh, that you can purchase. So uh, yeah, it's 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 my dream job as well. Perfect. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, all the uh, technology and the, the Japanese culture that goes into building Mira Golf Clubs. But first and foremost, Bill, for our listeners, why don't you let us know a little bit about your professional background and what got you into the golf business? Well, um, I think if before before I got into the golf business, I, I, I was uh, lucky enough to spend some time in Japan and getting you know familiar with or indoctrinated into the Japanese culture 
was something that uh, I was very fortunate to uh, to do. Um, specifically, I played professional hockey in Japan uh, in the 80s. Uh, I was also able to uh, travel back to Japan for about 15 years in a row and do uh, hockey schools uh, north to south in Japan. And as it turned out, uh, one of Mr. Muir's good friends had a son who was a hockey player, and just by coincidence, we got to meet him, and he had suggested at one of these summers that we were in Japan teaching hockey that we should stop by the Mura factory, uh, which was close by to where we were teaching. And, uh, I, you know, I was at that point in time, this would have been in the mid-90s, uh, late-90s, I was a, a golf gearhead for sure <laughs> and uh, was able to, you know, go into the Mura factory at that time and was just fascinated. And I was fascinated you know, with the whole process, which we were, you know, at that point in time, fortunate to see and didn't know where it would lead to today. But I was more fascinated with what I was seeing. And at that time, the Mira factory was producing clubs on behalf of the biggest OEMs in the business. And, you know, I it, it wasn't even so much about the Mira name back then. It was, oh, they're making for whom, this company and that company. And um, it, it just fascinated me and then, you know, was lucky enough to get a, a set of clubs done by Mr. Muir for myself, brought them back to North America. Guys would hit them, guys would see them. They loved the looks of them, didn't know the story behind them. And, uh, you know, eventually we got to a point where, hey, we need to take not just the fact that these clubs are made in the Muir factory under big OEM companies. We need to take Mr. Muir's name to the world. And that's what we did. And, um, and as such, um, you know, I was, I was sort of, you know, evolved into the position I have now and, uh, learned, uh, you know, about the golf industry and the golf business and design and club heads from Mr. Mira himself, which has been, you know, a blessing because uh, every day, as we talked about a few minutes ago, we come into work. It's a dream job. It, it's just an interesting story uh, as far as how people get involved in, in doing these, what you call the dream job. And, and I love hearing just different, you know, fellow gearheads because <laughs> the readers of my site certainly are a bunch of gearheads, let me tell you. Um, well, and uh, Mr. Mira would laugh at me because I would, you know, I, I've been going to that factory since, about 1995 and you know i the boardroom's got clubs everywhere the factory's <laughs> got clubs i'm picking up i'm touching i'm you know fondling everything and, and he's you know he laughs at me because it's it's like a kid in a candy shop every time uh and sometimes uh you know you, you sort of catch yourself just you know, this is this is a place of business, and there I am, just you know, <laughs> treating it like it was uh, my own, uh, you know, private collection. So, uh, Bill, you're painting the perfect picture for a dream job, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, you know, for anyone who's ever seen or had the uh, opportunity to actually play with a set of Mira irons, it, there's a very distinct sound that a Mira iron makes when struck. Uh, I, I have to ask, I've always wanted to ask someone from this company, is there a lot of attention that's that's placed into how the sound, uh, how the, the clubs sound at impact, or is that just something that, that it was kind of the, uh, uh, it comes with the territory on such a well-made set of clubs? Well, uh, 
yes, I mean, to, to I can answer both uh, or to to both suggestions there. Um, you know, it's certainly a byproduct of the manufacturing process. There's no question about that. Um, but I think if we if we take a, a step back and you know if you've ever or if you were lucky enough to see Mr. Mura work with any of the professionals he's worked with over the years, um, you know Mr. Mura places a just a huge emphasis on listening to contact with the good player in the clubs. So uh, anecdotally, I can tell you about a trip uh, a few years ago to Korea where Mr. Mura was working with KJ Choi and no secret that KJ won the uh, players championship uh, in 2011 with Mura clubs, but Mr. Mura is literally down on his haunches, right? Sitting next to, you know, the, the bucket of balls that uh, KJ's hitting and I'm just, he's listening and watching contact, listening for the sound that's made. And, and, you know, to me, I had seen that a number of times over the years, but it become, it became, you know, quite interesting on, for others who were watching, like what, what are you, what, you know, no, there was launch technology there. So, that, you know, there was um, the ability to look at the numbers that, uh, you know, the, the ball and, and the contact was creating, but Mr. Muir was listening for that sound. Where was, you know, KJ making contact where, what type of ball flight was developing? What was the divot taking? So, you know, obviously being as familiar as he is with his manufacturing process and his clubs, he was listening for that sound. And I think, you know, when you hear that sound, you know, it, it speaks to, okay, we're, we're on the center of gravity. We're, we're hitting the sweet spot. Um, you know, the, the, the club heads traveling through the turf correctly, lots lots of, uh, you know, interesting factors and uh, information come back to Mr. Mura. So very visual, um, you know, all the senses at work when he's working with, with the, uh, with the golfer, but the manufacturing process, um, which I've talked about over the years. So forgive me if uh, some of your listeners have heard this story or, or my explanation here, but the, uh, Mr. Muir believed that the, the, the forging process was fundamentally flawed. Um, that doesn't mean it was wrong um, what, what he was doing at the time or what other companies do. It just meant he felt he could better manipulate the grain structure within the club head. And if he was able to do that to make it tighter, you know, he, he believed that he was going to produce a, a better club, a better feeling club, mm-hmm. uh, one that uh, performed better. And he believed that what he had to do was produce that club head without the hosel attached. And that's the proprietary process that Amira Iron goes through. The ability to manipulate the grain structure in the head with the proper amount of heat and strike force that, that allows that grain uh, within the head to be uh, formed into the tightest grain structure possible. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the picture we'll paint in your mind is that uh, grain structure might look like a glass jar filled with marbles. Um, there is space between the marbles. It's uniform, and it's 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 you tell there's a pattern and it's tight. But we believe the Mira forging process produces that glass jar filled with sand, mm-hmm. so a much more solid feel. So often you'll hear people describe a Mira club as being soft or like butter. We like to think what they're really describing is solid. Um, the difference maybe between a punch in the shoulder and a slap on the shoulder, if you will, <laughs> and you can associate the sound attached with each. 
And, you know, that's the, the analogy uh, we like to draw or I like to draw or the picture I like to paint and, you know, sort of hopefully be able to uh, portray to those who haven't hit uh, a mural club just what, you know, you're missing. And our hashtag that we own out there, Discover Perfection, is essentially that, you know, once you hit a mural club, you're going to feel what the difference is. I can certainly relate to that, Bill, and I've actually uh, had the opportunity to play the MV001s uh, for uh, a couple weeks now, and they're just quite simply, hands down, the best clubs I've ever hit in my life. And I've reviewed quite a few clubs uh, over the years, and it's just a testament to everything that you just mentioned, to just the technology and the process that goes into making these just works of art, really, uh, in my opinion. Um, but let's talk a little bit about you know, the mentality that goes into designing these amazing golf clubs. Now, you're obviously it's a Japanese-based um, company. There's a lot of uh, culture inherent within any of the products that come out of that part of the, of the world. Uh, how much does the Japanese culture breathe it, life into these Mira golf clubs? And what have you learned uh, in your time? I believe you've been there since, what, 2002? Yeah, what, correct. What have you learned in your time over there uh, working with, with these perfectionists to a point? Well, I mean, I think, I think again, uh, you're right on the money with, with um, you know, the importance of, of culture, the Japanese way with respect to, uh, you know, how clubs are manufactured. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, has evolved in terms of the story behind Mira or the Mira factory, and, and, we, and we're quite proud of the fact that there is a story. But there, the the steel region of Japan um, is where uh, Hyogo Prefecture, which is where uh, the Mira factory is located, and in fact that area was renowned for producing samurai swords um, uh, back in the day. And so there, there's always been a, a mystery. Uh, surrounding the the mythical, you know, strength and power of a samurai sword, and in fact, uh, you know, the first forged golf clubs uh, were actually crafted by a samurai swords craftsman. So there's a connection there. I mean, obviously, we're talking years and years ago, and certainly Mr. Mura is not a, a samurai sword craftsman, but the steel region and and the attention to um, you know the the integrity of the steel has made its way into the manufacturing of golf clubs. And, um, you know, that that in itself, um, I think, you know, explains a lot with respect to the attention to detail, the respect that that would be, you know, uh, needed to to uphold, you know, the, the tradition mm -hmm. um, and, and how important it is when someone puts their name on something that, you know, it lives up to or exceeds expectations. And I know the Mira family, you know, feel that way. Mr. Mira's got a saying that, um, you know, the good golfer will find me. Um, it, it, it doesn't translate directly from Japanese, and it doesn't, it, it actually, the meaning of it is such that if I continue or if we continue, the Mira family, to produce best quality golf clubs, that eventually golfers will discover us or figure out or find out who we are. Mm -hmm. So it speaks to a challenge on a daily basis of making sure what, you know, is produced at the Mira factory is to the highest standards. Uh, again, a little story that 
came about uh, many, many years ago, Mr. Mura tells, is um, they were shipping out clubs. Uh, this would have been, oh, probably in the uh, early 80s or late 70s, and uh, Mrs. Mura happened to be into the factory and uh, um, was looking at a package that was going out and said, we can't ship these. They're, they're, look at this and look at this and look at this. And, and um, you know, there was, you know, not significant problems with them, but small little details that she didn't felt, feel were right. And Mr. Mira agreed with her, and they ended up redoing them and sending them out. And then Mr. Mira told me that he felt, as of that day, it was better to do the job once and to the highest standards than to have to do a job twice. And uh, I think we all can, uh, you know, take some... Uh, meaning from that in our in our daily lives, and uh, certainly that's one of the things that uh, I've learned um, about the importance of of delivering the best you possibly can to the customer at every time. Um, you know, obviously, there's lots of cultural things in Japan that don't translate necessarily smoothly into North America or the rest of the world, but uh, certainly that is one thing: is that the attention to detail and quality. Uh, the pride in what you deliver is something that everyone at Mira um, works to achieve on a daily basis. You know, and, and just the tradition and the craftsmanship that you just discussed uh, certainly uh, lends itself to, as I mentioned earlier, in my opinion at least, the best clubs I've ever hit. Um, I also play the HB3 uh, Hybrid, and it's probably my favorite club in my bag right now. I can just do anything I want with it. But you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of fans of Mira will appreciate is the fact that your release cycles for for new products, they are not as frequent as some of the bigger names, quote-unquote. Um, obviously, I would have to assume that there's a, a, a purpose for that insofar as do you want to wait until you release uh, something that will, has surpassed the thing or the, the product that was released prior, or is that the strategy that uh, a lot of these brands, such as these premium brands, such as Mira, are now following. Well, yeah, and, and um, you know, it's a question that that I get uh, or that is asked of us, you know, quite often. I think I think there's there's something. I mean, the, in, the bottom line is the Mira family have have said that they will not release anything new until they can improve on what they have. Um, essentially. We, if we can't make something better, we, you know, we're not going to release a club just for the sake of releasing it. And, you know, that, that doesn't mean the other way is wrong. Uh, we're just different, and, and, and that's the way it is. And certainly our manufacturing process doesn't lend itself to mass production. And that gives us a little bit of uh, leeway with respect to, you know, what we can produce and when we produce it. So our blade iron, for example, the MB001s that you're playing, um, the, the previous blade iron was our was referred to as our tournament blade, and it was in our line seven years. Now I think that's probably an extreme cycle. You know we would probably look to see something every four to five years. You know come about, but you know if if it, if it's a case of um, you know not being able to improve on something, well you'll you'll see you'll see that club remain in the line and. Uh, uh, the, the, I guess the other side of that is it, it's also not a – you shouldn't be um, 
perceived as as being you know not attempting to find something better they're always looking where Shinye Mira Mr. Mira's son who's now the president uh, of Mira um, Mira's son himself is is the chairman but Shinye is uh, always looking to to find the next and and best thing and uh, design um, ideas uh, being put forth and worked on on a on a daily basis so you know, there's 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 always the attempt to find and make something better. I think we all do that. But um, to your point of, about cycles, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna introduce something uh, on a timeline that uh, doesn't necessarily uh, come about every year at the same time. You know, Bill, uh, I won't t- keep you too much longer. Just a couple more questions for you. Oh, no problem. One of the things that. Um, you know, I'm sure you probably hear a lot, is, is the overall premium nature of the, the Mira brand. I mean, these are golf clubs that are going to run a little bit more expensive than some of the uh, other mass production lines out there that everyone's very familiar with. Uh, what has been the biggest challenge in your mind with getting more golfers playing your clubs, or have you been moving at the pace in terms of uh, engagement with, with the, the, norm, the average golfer um, Despite the the larger than normal, and I'm using air quotes, um, price tag. Uh, you know, Adam, the, the, that's our challenge. It's still our challenge on a daily basis. Is building the the Mira brand is is bringing the you know Mira experience, if you will, to more and more golfers. Um, you know, I think there's there's no question that if we compare to two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, we continue to, to grow and, and be, a, you know, now a, a more significant part of the golf landscape, but it's, it continues to be a challenge. But that being said, um, you know, I, I believe that um, the, when, when, we're, when we're looking at, um, you know, an attempt to, to bring Mura to more and more people to allow them to, to experience it, be it at you know, a custom club fitter or um, you know their country club, um, you know those are challenges that that we're you know meeting head on, and uh, and we see you know, when we're seeing the results of spending more you know effort and time in building that brand. So we we know that we've got room to grow. We know that uh, on a daily basis, um, you know. Mira is not going to necessarily come into the conversation, um, and 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 part of that problem that we've created for ourselves is that, you know, the perception that we are at a, a price point which is not attainable or, or or is you know way beyond anything else that's out there. Uh, I think that uh, you know we're seeing that uh, more and more companies are, are recognizing that uh, premium products putting you know quality into their workmanship is allows them to to charge more uh, i mean we see it in shafts with tour issue shafts with uh you know premium shafts and finishes and and i you know i don't think there's a need to apologize for that if, if the tolerances and the quality of the product is good so with respect to our our clubs the manufacturing process as i mentioned earlier you know in as we were talking does not lend itself to mass production it's a handmade, you know, um, um, product, literally hands-on through the whole process, including the final grinding stage. So, you know, the, it is it is worthy. The tolerances are plus or minus half a gram on every head weight. 
um, those are things that that help to separate us, that help to uh, distinguish us from you know others in the marketplace. And uh, as you said, you know the the for to hit and feel the difference. I think you know, in many respects, allows a golfer to to not justify in the sense that you know he's he's trying to rationalize spending more over less, but actually feel that there is a difference. And uh, a forged club allows me to feel what a good shot feels like, and um, you know allows me to experience what we believe golf is, and not necessarily the the longest drive, but a uh, uh, hundred and thirty six yard you know, shot to a tucked pin behind a bunker on a green and, and being able to execute that and feel what it feels like to, uh, to, to have that quality of shot. I'm looking forward to trying more of those shots uh, with ah. blades. I tell you, they're just, they're beautiful, beautiful clubs. And, you know, Bill, I'll let you go on this last question and thank you so much for your time today. Um, my readers would just kill me if I didn't ask this question and please feel free to answer it any way that you feel uh, deem fit. Tiger Woods, are the rumors true? Is he coming to the brand, or is that just something that uh, we'll just have to wait and see? Well, and, and I, I get, I've been getting that question a lot. I believe um, it. I was in Japan recently, uh, about three weeks ago, uh, when the rumors uh, broke, and while I was sitting in the boardroom with Mr. Muir himself, when uh, when uh, the phone rang from member of the Japanese press and uh, I think the best way to answer the question is the way that Mr. Mira answers that question and essentially he says that uh, because we do not pay any professionals to play our clubs um, he feels that it is not uh, his place to comment on rumors and uh, what is happening or not happening so you know his his comment is I, I have no comment now that doesn't necessarily feed the uh, the uh the you know the 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 millions out there who are asking the question but i i you know it's it's certainly no secret that uh mr mira was you know involved with um making clubs on behalf of uh, tiger when he was with titleist and uh um you know actually made a a version for a titleist club uh, specifically so he's been in and around there but uh you know specifically um you know i i i'm not even privy to that because he he says to me it's it's not something i'm going to discuss so we'll leave it at that um you know hope i i, I realize that's dancing around the answer or the question <laughs> okay. but uh it's just how it's got to be i completely understand and well i mean if tiger does come to mura or come back whatever the case may be uh, he'd certainly be in good hands. I, I am absolutely sure of that. Uh, listeners, again, that was Mr. Bill Halawati from Mira Golf. Bill, thanks so much for taking some time today. Adam loved it, and uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. And listeners, we will be back again next week with another uh, guest. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter, at Golf Unfiltered. Send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Until next week, this is Adam signing off.